Welcome to the In All Things podcast. Here, we talk about everything from friendship and personalities to contentment and faith. Our goal, to encourage you to seek Christ in all things. Hey, how's it going? I'm your host, Sierra. Let's imagine you're in my living room and dive into real conversation. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. I am pretty excited about today's episode. We are going to be talking about legalism. This can kind of be more of a hot topic, so to speak, and if you haven't been able to tell yet, I love hot topics. They are my favorite. The term legalism itself is not actually in the Bible, but the idea of it absolutely is. In fact, there is an entire group of people in the Bible who are very legalistic, and Jesus often addresses this issue with them. But before we go down that road, I want to kind of talk about what legalism is. GotQuestions.org defines legalism as a system of rules and regulations for achieving both salvation and spiritual growth. I personally, I guess, would add that if someone is legalistic, they're taking a freedom issue, an issue where God allows freedom to make our own decisions on the topic. So they take this freedom issue that they feel convicted about, and they hold everyone else to that same conviction as if God himself had required it for everyone. For those who are legalistic, these freedom issues become a salvation issue. Your salvation depends on following these specific rules. It can also be holding to your own convictions so tightly, even in impractical or inapplicable situations. And we'll talk more about that later, and I'll give some examples. Um, And in a lot of situations as well, people who are legalistic can also be inconsistent about things. My personal experience is that I grew up in a pretty legalistic community. My parents were not really legalistic, but the friends that we had and the social circles that I grew up in were. So it's kind of an interesting dynamic because I definitely was influenced by those people, but at the same time, I wasn't raised directly in it, which, of course, I am extremely grateful for. Um, And obviously, not every single person we came into contact with, you know, was legalistic, but many of them were. In Romans 14, Paul says, accept the one whose faith is weak without quarreling over disputable matters. He goes on to describe situations where someone may not eat meat and the other person does, or somebody regards a specific day as being more sacred. He was referring to Jewish holidays when he was talking about this, Um, but then the other person may look at all the days as just being the same. Paul is describing matters here that are absolutely not salvation matters. These are freedom issues. And as Paul is explaining this, he says of each side, that God has accepted them, and that we should each be fully convinced in our own mind, meaning that we need to listen to the Holy Spirit's leading on what things that we need to draw a line for. If God is putting on our hearts to follow a specific rule, so to speak, then we need to be following that. But we can't expect everyone else to have that same rule. Some examples of these freedom issues that I'm referring to, I mean, it could be a whole host of things, but some examples are drinking alcohol, women wearing skirts versus pants, um, watching TV or movies, listening to non-Christian music, etc. The example of alcohol is actually a pretty good one when it comes to legalism because 
that specific topic can kind of cover the whole base here. But there are a lot of people who believe that Christians should not drink alcohol at all because they believe it is sinful. Now, if that's their own conviction, if that is what they feel like the Holy Spirit is leading them to, to live a alcohol-free life, then they need to be listening to the Holy Spirit on that. But it becomes legalistic because they aren't just living their life that way. They expect everyone else to as well. In reality, we can look at the Bible and we can read what it says about drinking. Drinking alcohol is actually not discouraged in scripture, but being drunk is. There are several places in the Bible that talk about the dangers of getting drunk, and we are told to not let anything be a master to our minds. So that being said, there is a very clear line where as Christians, we need to stop drinking if we do choose to partake. And that does apply to everybody. But some people do hold to their own personal conviction to abstain from alcohol completely. Maybe they have had a history of addiction in their family and they don't want to take that chance. Maybe they themselves are recovering alcoholics that need to stay away. Maybe they choose to not partake because of health reasons or they just simply don't see a point. All of which are totally okay decisions. But now that we know what the Bible says about alcohol, should these people who don't drink alcohol expect every other believer to not do the same? No, that becomes legalism. But I want to be very clear in this. Being drunk is not okay as a Christian. Does it mean you're going to hell if you get drunk? No, Jesus offers grace to every single one of us. But it still is a clear directive in the Bible. And that rule, so to speak, would not be considered legalistic since it is laid out in the word. What can kind of be confusing with all of this talk about rules is that we can flip back to the Old Testament and we see so many rules. Have you ever read Leviticus? Like there are so many rules. It's crazy. But in John 1.17, we actually read how this is different. It says, for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. There was a purpose for all those laws back in the Old Testament. These laws were required to be followed, like sacrifices needing to be made or not eating certain meats or the one where a woman had to wait anywhere from 33 to 66 days after giving birth before entering the sanctuary. And those laws can kind of be confusing. But despite how it sounds, these laws weren't created because God is mean and unjust and loved seeing everybody be miserable. That is not the case at all. Actually, God has always desired so strongly to be in communion with us that these laws were necessary. Eating certain foods, having a baby, having a skin rash, being by a dead body, those things were not sinful. Blood, death, and disease are unclean. And unclean did not mean bad and sinful. It meant impure. And impure cannot be in the presence of God. So the law was given through Moses, but Jesus's blood came and therefore the old law is no longer necessary because Jesus atoned for our sins. So when we look at this, Christ didn't come so we could get hung up on all the small things. Christ came to fulfill the law himself so that we could have freedom on things. Now, of course, there are still items that the Bible is very clear about, but when we talk about legalism, 
we talk more about the freedom issues like I've previously mentioned. So I mentioned the group of people in the Bible that were very legalistic. This group was the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were actually the religious leaders of that day. But Jesus was often calling these Pharisees out. These men were hypocritical, judgmental, proud, all of which frequently encompass legalism. I want to read a story from Luke chapter 6. It says, One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and his disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them together in their hands, and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is only lawful for priests to eat, and then he gave some for his companions. And then Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand, Get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? He looked around at all of them and then said to the man, stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was completely restored. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. Over the course of time, the Pharisees had taken the Old Testament Sabbath law and twisted it and added to it and seemed to hold people to these impossible standards. They had elevated their own additions to the law to be equal with what God had commanded. And this is where we get into the dangerous territory. We actually hear two situations in this story that I just read. One, where Jesus and his disciples were walking through a grain field and were plucking some of the heads of grain off. The Pharisees were so mistaken in their reasoning that they considered this to be harvesting and therefore work. And the other scene we read about is where Jesus heals on the Sabbath. And this is actually just one of many instances where he did that. And the Pharisees were plotting against him. And it says that they were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus. Hang on a second. We need to ask ourselves if we're looking for a reason to accuse another person. If that answer is yes, we need a heart change. This was part of the Pharisees' issues. They were so concerned with how everyone was outwardly living their lives that they never addressed their own hearts, which is otherwise known as hypocrisy. In Matthew 23, we actually see Jesus scolding the Pharisees. This passage is known as the seven woes of the Pharisees because Jesus points out everything they're doing wrong. I'm going to read you just a few of them so that you can see how seriously Jesus is taking this. Starting in verse 23, it says, Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You give a tenth of your spices, mint, dill, and cumin, but you have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You blind guides, you strain out a gnat but swallow a camel. Woe to you, teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites! You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. Blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and dish, then the outside will also be clean. 
Woe to you, teachers of the law and the Pharisees, you hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full with the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Those are some pretty strong words from Jesus to the Pharisees. So long story short, the Pharisees were far more worried about how someone appeared to others than what was in their heart, which is how we appear to God. The thing we need to realize is that just because we follow certain rules does not mean that our hearts are in the right spot. We can abstain from alcohol, avoid romance movies or modern music, wear specific clothes all day long, and still have pride, greed, and deceit in our hearts. This is why it says in 1 Samuel that man looks at outward appearances, but the Lord examines the heart. If our hearts are filled with unrighteousness, it certainly does not matter how righteous we appear to other people. Legalism leaves no room for what is in our hearts, because as long as you follow the rules, quote unquote, you're fine. Another thing that legalism does is it doesn't really allow for exceptions. Some exceptions may come from a specific situation or some exceptions will come directly from the Holy Spirit. There was a time when a family came over to our house and the mom was jumping on our trampoline with one of her older kids. And this family was on the more conservative side and wearing skirts. And in hindsight, I can see that they were legalistic. But the mom got up on the trampoline in a knee-length skirt and was jumping and doing flips. Now, I don't want to come across as legalistic in the opposite way and judge them for wearing skirts, because again, if that was their personal conviction, then by all means, they should be wearing that, right? But in this specific case, they were jumping up and down, flipping upside down in relatively short skirts, in which case, quite frankly, it would have been a lot more modest to be wearing pants. And it just makes me wonder what the real motivation was, because if it was modesty, it doesn't really work well in that particular situation. On that same page, more dealing with Holy Spirit leadings, um, there's a big financial class that is well known all over the place, but especially in Christian circles. And this class has a lot of great things to say. It does. Um, But it is heavily focused on rules. And there are often not really exceptions to those rules until you've reached a certain financial status or a certain financial goal. And while I see the benefits in their structure, I do have a hard time with this no exceptions expectation. They do take into consideration emergencies, so those types of situations are not really exceptions. But I do see that it takes the role of the Holy Spirit out of the picture. The Holy Spirit really isn't mentioned in this class, even though it is from a biblical standpoint. So if one day the Holy Spirit prompted you to pay for your friend's grocery bill because they were struggling, you technically shouldn't do that because you didn't budget for it. However, I believe that we need to leave room for the Holy Spirit to lead us into flexibility for certain moments. This can be really difficult for some people and some personalities, but it is important to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and allow him to lead us. Something else that I want to touch on are the inconsistencies that legalism can lead to. Not just hypocrisy, but inconsistent logic. 
Um, When I was in high school, a friend and I went to a mall where they had an indoor ropes course, which is a super fun thing to do, by the way. I loved that. But this friend only wore skirts, which again is totally fine. Uh, But her family would have fallen in this camp of legalism based on my experience of spending time with them. So she wore a skirt to the mall. But in order to do the ropes course, she had to change into sweatpants, which obviously you would need to wear pants because you're 50 feet in the air and in a skirt, which is not a good situation. But it does beg the question, why is wearing sweatpants for that period of time okay? When you would have to walk from and back to the bathroom in those sweatpants in order to change the clothes, why is that okay? Many people are probably going to have different opinions on this, but I guess in my own logic, I would say the most consistent answer in this situation would have been, no, since I would have to wear pants, I cannot do this activity. Again, it goes back to what was the motivation of this rule, you know? Before I close, I want to reiterate a couple things. Legalism is when someone is taking their own convictions and expecting everyone else to follow them. If some women have a conviction to only wear skirts, then by all means, they should be following that if that is from the Lord. If someone is led to not drink alcohol, then they should not. And just as they should not judge others who don't hold these convictions, people who don't feel led in the same way should not judge people who have stricter convictions. That's just as hypocritical. We need to stop placing our own convictions on other people. Pursuing righteousness is 100% not legalistic. And we need to remember that. The other thing that I want to reiterate is that holding to the beliefs of the Bible is also not legalistic. When the Bible warns about getting drunk, like I've mentioned, or explains that sex is an act only for marriage, or that wives are to submit to their husbands, these are not legalistic ideas. The Bible is very clear about them. But it's those freedom issues, like I mentioned. What is a stumbling block for one person may not be for another person. One friend may be prone to sexual sin and therefore should not listen to certain music or watch romance movies because it will become a stumbling block for them. But those types of things may not cause another friend to trip up. Yet at the same time, that second person could be prone to violence and anger. So watching action or war type movies might be unwise. As we live our daily life, we can be asking the Lord to reveal in our hearts where legalism is seeping in. Is it where we're judging other people for not having the same convictions that we do? Is it judging others for having stronger convictions? Are we being hypocritical in our daily walk with Christ, acting like the Pharisees by paying attention to how we appear rather than what's in our hearts? I pray that each of us can open our hearts to issues like these because it's a huge topic. And it's one that can easily and silently slip into our hearts without us noticing, including for myself. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Um, I hope that it was helpful to understand what exactly legalism is, because I think that as we understand what it is, it is much easier for us to combat that within our own lives. Thanks for listening, guys, and have a great week. Thank you for joining today's conversation. I hope this was an encouraging episode as you continue to walk with the Lord. If it was, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps with the app's algorithm and allows in all things to be accessible to even more people. Share with your friends and give us a follow on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at in all things pod on both of those. 
and visit our website at inallthingspodcast.com. See you next time.